Welcome to NCT Answers, the weekly podcast from In-Depth Studies that examines theological issues from a New Covenant Theology perspective. I'm your host, Paul Honeycutt, joined as always by Jeff Falker. Today's episode is part of a series on key truths in Scripture. We're in the book of Hebrews. Where do we want to start today, Jeff? Well, we're going to pick it up at the uh, latter part of chapter 4, beginning at verse 14. It goes to the end of the chapter, really only to verse 16. Uh, so Hebrews chapter 4, and it really begins, it introduces the concept of Jesus is a uh, greater than the old covenant priesthood. Mm. You know, that's the priesthood of you know the tribe of Levi, the family of Aaron, the males 30 to 50 years old, those guys. So Jesus is, has a greater priesthood. Now we'll get into more detail of that in future podcasts, but... We want to look at, there's a couple of things in these couple of verses that are significant. Mm-hmm. So let's pick it up and read beginning at verse 14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Now right there, once again, that's the sort of the... Uh, the theme woven throughout the book of Hebrews is the necessity of persevering in your faith, loving Jesus till you die, embracing you know the gospel till you die. Uh, so that's always the theme of these professed believers who are Jewish who are uh, who are contemplating not persevering to avoid persecution. So then, verse fifteen says, "For we do not have a high priest." who was unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. So then he says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I want to focus on that we have this great high priest who is... We do not have... this high priest who is unable to sympathize or empathize with our weaknesses. We have one who does understand because he was tempted in every way just as we are. And this is a little bit of con- bit of controversial passage, a mm-hmm. difficult passage, because you just have to think about that. You say, well, it says Jesus was tempted in every way just as we are. Well, from my point of view, uh, temptations come either from without or from within. Mm-hmm. Now, from without, that's, you know, someone's encouraging me to gossip. Okay, and I, and I give in to that. So I was externally tempted to sin in gossiping, and I committed that sin. Got that. That's rather straightforward. Or I'm driving my car, and there's, there's the posted speed limit, and I purposely don't want to submit to that. I want to go much faster. Therefore, I'm in rebellion against human authorities. But God has established, uh, as it, God has established the human authority, as it is described in Romans 14, or excuse me, Romans chapter 13. And so, for me to rebel against that, it's rebelling against God. So I'm sinning again. So, but that's an external temptation. But from, quite frankly, the temptation that I most often deal with is the internal temptation, which is the, I I would say, the residue 
of the evil that lingers within me, I battle with constantly throughout the day. It affects my the way I look at people, what I think about them, mm-hmm. how I respond in my head to to individuals, whether they're believers or unbelievers. It doesn't make a difference. So if you were to ask me, where do I think I sin the most? It would clearly be in my head where no one can see. Mm-hmm. I may look good from the outside, but inside, let's say I'm slicing and dicing your character mm-hmm. you know but it doesn't look that way from the outside mm-hmm. so that would mean that i'm focusing in on more internal temptations so the, then the next question that needs to be asked is did jesus suffer from internal mm-hmm. temptation and i would say no because he he did not have to be redeemed from a bad heart because we are redeemed by the death of Jesus on the cross. Yes, we get our sins forgiven, but we also get this radical work of the Holy Spirit, which begins to motivate us, and it overcomes the, uh, the evil that controls us as unbelievers. We're called slaves to sin in Romans 6, which we get from Adam's sin in the garden. So in Adam's sin in the garden, Romans 5, 12 through 21 describes this, when Adam sinned in the garden, we are blamed for his sin, so we're guilty, so we have a bad record, which God condemns us for. But we also come into the world with a bad heart, meaning that we will never, ever want to believe the gospel on our own. So Romans 3, 9 through uh, the end there, describe how no one seeks after God, no, not one. Okay, so... For us as believers, you become a believer and the effects of original sin are overcome. So now we are characterized as a God lover who struggles with sin, whereas as an unbeliever, we were described as someone who is controlled by sin. Okay, so now, so we as believers, we're always battling with what is sometimes called indwelling sin. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. We have a, a new heart. We're a new person in Christ, but but we are not going to experience full relief from sin until we get to be with the Lord. So Galatians 5, 17, in describing how, how the Christian life works, says that the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh so that you cannot do what you want. That this battle with remaining evil in our lives will be there till we die. Even though we make progress in becoming more Christ-like through our lives as believers, but we're never going to be completely free from this battle with sin. So, Jesus, though, did not have original sin. Therefore, he, there was no need to have conversion. <laughs> he, was always the, he was always the God-man, and and of course that can be no sin so that's so then the question comes could jesus have had inward temptations that is the residue of the evil in his life still in his life could that tempt him internally to do sinful things and the answer is no because he there he never had a sin nature mm-hmm. he so he was never 
represented by Adam in the garden. Uh, so then, so that brings us then to the next question. Well, if Jesus did not have internal temptation, then how can he say he was tempted in every way like us? And how can we say that? Mm-hmm. And of course, my answer is that he's talking in more general terms. Jesus understands what it's like to be tempted. Mm-hmm. The fact that they don't really get into details here in chapter 4, but he underst- he was tempted externally, mm-hmm. so he understands temptation, so he can empathize or sympathize with us as we struggle with temptation. He was tempted. Now, it's true he did not sin, mm-hmm. but he was tempted. So when we struggle with temptation and we're battling temptation, whether from within or from without, in that sense, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He understands our struggle. And because he understands our struggle, you know, you know, he, he sympathizes with us. He understands. Okay, well, that's very important for us to know. So my answer is I to this potential difficult passage is that he's talking about temptation in general. Mm-hmm. And though it is true, he wouldn't have had the inward temptation like we do. He would just have the outward temptation. But nonetheless, because he was tempted, he understands. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm always reminded when I when I read that, and I think in those terms, is uh, in Luke chapter four, where Jesus is driven into the wilderness and he's tempted by by Satan, and this is folksy, I know, and you love folksy stuff, I know how much you do, but but it's always struck me that the three temptations that are mentioned in Luke, the first one is you know he hadn't eaten for forty yeah. days, so he's tempted physically. Yes, you know, he's hungry. Of course, he's hungry. So, so the devil tempts him with you know you and 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 what I love about this the temptation is Jesus answers the devil back and says, "Man shall not live by bread alone." He's quoting scripture. He's using God's word to to argue back. The second temptation is one where he he uh, Satan says, "I'm going to give you all this authority, all this, all, you know, uh, it's it's you know all this authority and splendor. You know, I'm going to give you you're going to rule everything. You're going to own everything. Well, that's that's you know, greed and, 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 and ego and all the things that, that mankind struggles with. And again, he answers in the scripture, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So none of that stuff matters, only God matters. And then the third one, I, f- I always found the most interesting because what does Satan do? He tries to tempt Jesus by twisting scripture, right? Taking something out of context, which we see often, quite often. Uh, and, and, and Jesus, of course, again, answers them back with yet more scripture. So in those, I've always thought of that because there's no way that I'm tempted in my own life, whether it's physically, emotionally, you know, through greed or pride or whatever it might be, anger, you name it, that Jesus wasn't in a, in a manner tempted the same way. And my response needs to be the same as his, which is to turn to the word of God and say, what does God tell me I must do, whether it's speeding on the freeway or it's gossiping or it's being angry with my wife or whatever it might be. I need to go back to scripture and I need to let that inform how I'm going to respond. So it doesn't matter whether the temptation is within or without. Mm -hmm. The response has to be the same. We're applying scripture which is what we would say the uh, uh, putting on the armor of God in Ephesians 6. Just metaphors for when we are tempted to sin. It makes no difference where it comes from. We need to respond by obeying scripture Mm -hmm. and that's what we need to do 
Now, where he says, and this is one other issue I think that we want to talk about today, is where it says, yet he did not sin. And back in, in Hebrews 4, he, you know, he, we, he, he, was, uh, he can empathize, but he never sinned. When we talk about sin, the definition of sin is breaking God's law. Yeah, First John 3, 4. Right. Yes. So are we talking about, in this particular case, the, the Mosaic law? Yes, we are, because Jesus became, God became man mm -hmm. during the Old Covenant era. Therefore, he had to obey the version of law attached to that era, which was the Mosaic law, Ten Commandments, Mosaic law. Okay, and that's uh, the, the problem, though, that, comes in at that point there's a couple of di different things is one he's accused in john chapter 5 mm -hmm. of sabbath breaking and so if he truly broke the sabbath right. that would be an issue uh, so if you want to go back there and the it the first 15 verses of john chapter 5 jesus heals uh the uh, individual who who was by the uh, the pool mm -hmm. by by the colonnade? You know the pool is called Bethesda, and there there was a uh, a lame individual. And, and verse eight says, "Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk.' And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Mm -hmm. Then it says, "The day on which this took place was a Sabbath, and so the Jewish leaders used." To, you said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath, the law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat. So you have this dialogue. Mm -hmm. And then if you drop down to verse 16, it says, so because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, that is healing people, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, my father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Well, we want to focus in on, it's the claim was by the Jewish leaders that he was breaking the Sabbath. And we have to ask the question, was that true? Well, yes and no. He was, there is the Sabbath law about the, 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 on the seventh day, Friday evening to Saturday evening, you cannot work. But there was always provisions within that. If your donkey falls into the ditch, you need to get him out. Mm -hmm. uh, sacrifices were done on the Sabbath, all sorts of things like that. So the, the Sabbath laws was pretty straightforward. The problem is, is that the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, etc., they had created an extra layer of law and added to the Sabbath law more detail than, than existed in the Sabbath law under the Mosaic law. Now, it is true Jesus broke that, those, the, that version of Sabbath law, but that was not God's version of Sabbath mm. law. We need to make this distinction because it's not always obvious when you're going through there. But Hebrews 4, when it says he was tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Sin is breaking the law. So Jesus, he was under the Mosaic law. Mm -hmm. Now, there is another problem that creeps up. And that, let's say that's the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. 
Sermon Amount is what we call sort of like going to the movies and watching the previews of the movie to come or movies to come. Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount is giving us a picture of what it's like to live in a spiritual kingdom, which he's, he's in effect, that's going to kick in at Pentecost, the new covenant era, mm -hmm. the time of fulfillment, but he's introducing it in the old covenant era in his, to Israel. But the problem is that most Israelites are not going to be in that. Right. Okay, so Jesus comes in the Sermon on the Mount as a new lawgiver, taking law to a higher level than it existed as the Mosaic Law. That's a whole other discussion, but that's the point. So what Jesus is doing there, he's just introducing, in effect, New Covenant Law, what we call the Law of Christ, mm -hmm. in an Old Covenant setting, in, so in preparation for the time, for Pentecost or the New Covenant era to come. So it does seem important for us to, you know, to understand that no matter how we understand this issue of law, Jesus in no way could have really break the Mosaic law because otherwise sin is breaking the law. He would have sinned. And Hebrews 4.16 is very clear. He 4.15, he did not sin. And of course, in it speaks also Jesus is a lamb without blemish. He was a sinless lamb, which qualified him to be our substitute on the cross, for only a perfect individual could be our substitute. Mm -hmm. And he's the only person who could qualify for, from a human point of view to be our substitute, uh, that is, to be a perfect individual. Okay, so we have all, all of that imagery. is all true. Mm -hmm. But he was without sin. Now, I'm not minimizing, when we, when we wrap this up, that there are not difficult passages in the Gospels about uh, how all this practically works itself out. My point is, is that whatever your view about this, you cannot come to the point of saying Jesus in any honest way broke the law. Mm. And, and the law that he was under because he lived in the old covenant era was the Mosaic law. So he, so my point is he could not have been a Sabbath breaker, truly. He could have, that's why we say he broke the add-on laws of the Pharisees and teachers of the law, but not the real Sabbath. Right. So th this is a, even though it's only a few verses, this particular section mm -hmm. at the end of Hebrews 4, this does bring up a couple of different issues that need to be addressed uh, that do at least initially cause us a little bit of angst, a little mm -hmm. bit of problem. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this session. If you have questions about this or anything else regarding New Covenant Theology, you can always go to our website, ids.org, or if you're in a hurry or lonely, you can get a hold of Jeff at his email. My email address is volker.jeff at gmail.com. My cell phone number is 480-313-8558. Thanks for listening.